In 20-something, producer Devon Franklin helped the Smith family find a literary agent so they could write a book that would later be developed into a movie about a son's experience with life or death and a mom's journey through faith. That was Breakthrough, and this is Godfellas! Hello and welcome to Godfellas, the podcast that makes up openings because the Wikipedia page is too vague for me to figure out what year this whole journey started. I'm Miss Hannah. I'm Mr. Zach. And today we are in episode two of Christian Girl Autumn, second annual Christian Girl Autumn. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, that's a fact. And <laughs> okay. Okay, Zach. Okay. <laughs> this is what my face looks like. <laughs> um, and of course, we had to bring back, we, we had to bring back a Christian Girl Autumn alum to join us uh, for today's episode. She is a friend of both Zach and I uh, for quite a few years. She is a creative. Uh, you've known her from the Crucible episode. Please welcome back Skyla Bussy. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> this is you get now you get the the fun uh zach puts in like a like it's like a prodigal son song from the beginner's bible yeah, yeah under returning guests so you'll get that you'll get that fun music I, I i just had this random memory about sky actually but i think in 2011 on facebook i saw like um a trailer for some christian movie and i just like put as my facebook status can we get these uh wait what was it it was um can we get these actors in these Christian movies some acting lessons? And Sky was the only person who responded with just like, I know, right? I was. Wow. I don't remember that at all. But I, I, that I, just I, popped in my mind. I still agree. I still agree. <laughs> we, we got the right person tonight, folks. Yes, we did. <laughs> so we are we are diving into a, a movie that's that's fairly recent. Um, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer very vividly. I remember seeing in, the trailer in theaters. In theaters, yeah. Like before, like I think Avengers: Infinity War or something like that. Yeah, it was. I definitely saw it before a secular movie. I just don't. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. It might have been Ragnarok. Could have been. That sounds right. Or Ragnarok. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Um, th- I, that was just a wild guess. That. <laughs> sure. Hey. No backing behind that. <laughs> uh, Sky, did you had you heard about this movie before we talked to you about it? <laughs> I I also had seen the trailer. I did not see the movie though, so I watched it today specifically for this. Oh. Yes, I had also. I had. This is my first time watching it <laughs> for the pod. I don't remember. Zach, did you you hadn't watched it? No, I hadn't watched it, but this was one. Like when I was looking to do more movies for the podcast, this is one that came up on a lot of like Christian movies that are actually good lists. This was like this one kept reoccurring. So I was like, we have to do it. And then we were at the library and we saw the Blu-ray and we're like, well, I guess we have we have to we Mm -hmm. have to, which I wonder what the people at the library think of me since I only like rent Christian movies from there. (laughs) I would think you're a Christian. Well, yeah. Well, hey, I'm not ashamed. You shouldn't be. No, not at all. Which which I think is also the name of a Christian. I think that's also the name of a Christian movie. Also, I'm not ashamed. 
this film was a pretty successful theatrical release. It um made a almost triple its budget from the mm. box office project uh profits projects. <laughs> can can I just ask Sky a question actually for yeah, our please. I know the answer but it's for our listeners more so because I I'm as we're doing the podcast and we're growing as hosts like Sky as a person who likes movies what kind of movies do you usually go in for? I usually prefer like psychological thrillers um I like I like rom-coms I like comedies anything that's that's written well I'll appreciate anything with good acting I'll appreciate um yeah So is <laughs> is there like a movie that like comes to mind when you think about like this is the type of thing that I like Uh well The Sixth Sense is probably my favorite movie um, Oh okay and I also like like While You Were Sleeping is also like the other end. Oh of my that. goodness! That's yeah. one of my very favorites. powerful. So very powerful. Good. <laughs> very good. powerful. Good acting. Good writing. That's what mm-hmm. I'm here for. And maybe that'll maybe that'll I break through tonight. Early. Maybe. Um, <laughs> 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 so yeah, this movie. Um, this movie was produced by the the biggest shocker of all, Steph Curry, uh, NBA star Steph Curry produced this film. Uh, which yeah. blows my mind, um, as well as just some other people. Um, yeah. Devon Franklin, the name I dropped at the beginning, he uh, produced movies like uh, Miracles from Heaven, uh, The Star, that, oh, yeah, that yeah. animated movie that came out a couple years ago, um, Heaven is for Real, um, the Whitney Houston film Sparkle. Oh, okay. <laughs> not the biggest. Uh, it's not a good movie. You shouldn't watch it. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh yeah, and this this movie did this movie theatrically did really well. It even got an Academy Award nomination. Whoa, 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 what? Yeah, for, for what? Best original song. Wait, what song? song? Oh, the, the one Chrissy mits a, the one she sings in the credits. Oh, the song in the credits is Chrissy Metz singing the song. Oh, wait, what was it up against? Uh, that's. Uh, I need to look that up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just curious. Was that like a slow year for songs at Let's the Oscars? Because the song wasn't bad. It's just not like, it's not Remember Me. I don't remember that song at all. Yeah. It's it's not uh, City of Stars, even. No. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. It was up against, oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. So it was up against Toy Story 4, I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away. Okay. Harriet uh, for Stand Up. Sure. Frozen 2. Into the Unknown. Gee, I wonder what I wonder which movie won. Well, I haven't even said the movie that won yet. Really? Which was Rocket Man's "I'm Gonna Love Me Again." Elton and Taron Egerton did a duet at the end of the interesting end of the movie. Interesting. That's what won, and I'm standing with you. Mm. Interesting. So, Academy Award nominated breakthrough. Pete, we got to put some respect the, on that. The name. only it's I mean it was nominated for a Critics Choice Award for best song. Uh, but the only it it got a few nominations. The only award it won was for the Dove Awards for the inspirational film of the year. What a shock! <gasps> surprise, surprise! I can't believe this. No. Okay, so this this movie is about um, it's a real it's based on a true story of um the Smith family. Um, John Smith is fourteen year old kid falls through the ice and is legally legally pronounced dead is that the term yes uh 
He's legally pronounced dead for about... Well, I think it's officially... Oh, officially. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> Was officially pronounced. Yeah. But that's also I, legal. I I am all, I am all over this. Um, <laughs> so it was officially pronounced dead for about oh gosh, 20, 45 minutes. Was it 45 minutes yeah. um, from when he had fallen in to when they were going to uh, sign the certificate um, and uh, about a mother praying for her son and him coming back to life and his recovery journey. Um, so what were what were our expectations going into this film i'm gonna start with you zach okay what what do you think your expectations were so having watched so many of these christian movies and you know in doing this podcast i noticed and around i want to say when i can only imagine came out which i think was 2017 2018 that there started to be a shift from christian movies being about persecution complex and like everybody's out to get us. You saw people moving away from God's not dead to more like, here's a true story that's inspirational. So I think about a movie like uh, the blind side, but it's like, but we just made it more Christian or, or something like that. So I was expecting something that would have better quality as a film than maybe some of the uh, other Christian movies that we'd watched. I was also expecting something that was maybe going to be kind of preachy a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, but it also has a cast full of real actors like Topher Grace, Chrissy Metz, uh, Josh Lucas, who very, very, it has an impressive cast for this kind of movie. So I, I, I'm not going to say I was like expecting it to be good, but I also wasn't expecting it to maybe be that bad. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Sky, what about you? Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I had too many expectations. Mm -hmm. I think I expected it more to be on the very like cheesy side. I expected cheese. Um, I always do when I turn on a, a blatantly <laughs> yeah. Christian film. Um, yeah. But like, like what Zach said is the actors were like professional actors. So I was like, okay, well the acting should be pretty, pretty decent, but I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't really go in with heavy expectations um yeah. and just kind of took it as it was so yeah great what about you hannah it's weird um i i i did not know this story before oh really I, or i don't think i had heard of it before and i i guess there was a like it, the movie kind of highlighted it there was a campaign like a, a virtual campaign going around to pray for john and Zach, you said you had heard of it. I, when the incident happened, I yeah. remember like hearing yeah. rumblings about it. Yeah. I don't remember having heard about it. You know, I definitely have a moment like whenever I see like well-known actors in a Christian film that I'm like, why are you here? Like obviously knowing like they take work that they can get right. It's money. Right. But I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. <laughs> so I think there was one of like, like, Especially like Topher Grace. I'm like, why are you here? I, I have a theory about that, actually. Really? Yeah. I feel like, so this is, he had just played David Duke in uh, Black Klansman, who was like the like leader of the KKK or whatever. Oh. And like, he had said that that was a really depressing, horrible experience for him. And so I wonder if he took this movie as, I don't want to say an overcorrection, but like, well, this, I mean, this will probably be pretty uplifting. Lighthearted. Yeah. 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 
That's a that's or, a good observation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got the Allstate guy. Who should not be cast in movies. I'm just going to say it. Like, I think his movie Allstate career is guy. done. The, the doctor. The, yeah. Um, and Dr. Kent. Yeah, he's the guy who does the, that's Allstate stand. Are you in good hands? Commercials. And yeah. so when I saw him in this, I was I, I was very distracted every time he showed up. <laughs> no, I would agree with that. I was like, this kid's in good hands. <laughs> um, Allstate, please sponsor our podcast. <laughs> mm, thank you. Please. Um, I would say that Chrissy Metz was a good casting choice, especially with the success of This Is Us. Sure. Um, recognizable, family friendly. I know it's a very like sentimental, heavy kind of show, but like it's a family show, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, that, I'm like, okay, yeah, great. But I would say expectations, of course, you know, we watch many a movie for this podcast. Um, and I, I don't, I don't ever have high expectations. They can't all be the crucible. They can't all be the crucible. Mm-mm. They can't all be the chosen. They can't cha-ching in the chosen jar. So um, <laughs> what'd you say? So they can't all be, <laughs> they can't all be the passion. <laughs> they can't. They can't all be uh, only God can, and uh, that, um, that's I'm glad. I'm glad it's not. <laughs> so we open on we open the movie. I'm just gonna start. I'm just gonna dive right in uh, with my chaotic hosting this this evening. Uh, we open we open um, with just a, a morning in the Smith household. So we see John. He's up. He goes downstairs. He won't eat his scrambled eggs. Um, and we already see the dynamic being built of, you know, Joyce is trying to engage with him. He does, He's not necessarily engaging back, but then she's also getting a little snippy with him. Um, and then the dad comes in and he's, you know, connecting with the son. What's his dad? Brian. Brian. Brian, Brian Smith, like my dad. Zach's real father, Brian Smith. <laughs> um, Wait, can I can I just say something? You yeah. talked about the start of the movie. The movie opens with Uptown Funk. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Is this a real movie? <laughs> Yeah. Then they censored it. They did. They- yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. I'm too hot. <laughs> police in the fire. <laughs> I'm too hot. I laughed out loud when that happened. <laughs> I was like, of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I was not expecting that. No, I was not either. And that's definitely after seeing Steph Curry's name, I went, that seems like he paid for the soundtrack. A Steph Curry choice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just where my mind went. Sure. Well, they sure. talked about him too, like at the breakfast table. They talked. About uh, him. Yeah, they did. Coincidentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, that's a good idea. Talk about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just drop that I'm like one of the greatest NBA players. Like just casually. <laughs> I know it would make the scene better. <laughs> me. <laughs> so, um, I do want to say yeah. though, I. I did think his portrayal of like twelve year old boy was quite good. Like I thought that the the three main actors in the family, the, I bought that family dynamic, and it made it made sense to me. Like that was very believable right at the top. So I was like, okay, I'm. I don't know. I don't want to say like I'm comfortable, but I'm like, okay, I can buy this, and I can like get on board with what the story is because we talk a lot about um. A movie should let you know what it is early on. Like, um, you know, Twilight, for instance. The opening is the desert and, like, some very, like, you know, dreary dialogue. If you expect something else, it's on you. 
And so with this, like, here's some good acting from the family. And being a Christian movie, I think there's kind of the hope, like, well, I hope that this is the standard for the movie and not the exception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh. No, please, please. I, I did. I, I appreciated, yeah, the authenticity of, like, their 14-year-old boys. And it was awkward. And, like, mm-hmm. I work I work with children of all ages. And so, like, watching, like, the 14-year-old boys, like, run and play outside. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's something they would do and it's it's awkward and i feel awkward just like watching but it's accurate they don't have like 30 year olds playing them you know like i feel like there might have been some or i feel like i could see someone maybe pushing back that um chrissy metz's portrayal of the mom was unrealistic but i was like no like that kind of like oh i'm embarrassing my kid well let me lead into the fact that i'm being cringy or like sometimes just maybe arguing about something that doesn't really matter. I thought her performance was like, actually, she played that type of person very well, you know? And I think that that is an extreme character and she's making big choices, but it all checked out for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do a good job establishing the the tension in Joyce and John's relationship at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's established... He doesn't really engage with her, but she gets frustrated and lets that out on him. Like we see, I think we see both sides of that pretty well. Um, and we also see at the beginning the tension between um, Joyce and the pastor, Jason. Pastor Jason. Mm-hmm. Or just Jason. Just Jason. Just Jason. The cost- Please. The costume <laughs> design for Jason was right on the money. It was perfect. I was like, yep, that's... That's what our pastor looks like. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, Zach and I got into a little um, back and forth about it is like, you know, obviously you see them, you see the mom being kind of snippy. That's the word I'm going to use. Yeah. Snippy at the beginning. But it, there, I felt like that scene was almost painting him as the bad guy. And, you know, maybe it's through the lens of, uh, oh, obviously it's, you know, we're here, we're, we're establishing who she is. So we're seeing it through her lens, but I was like, I really feel like they're like doubling down on like what he's done wrong, quote unquote, with, you know, ignoring the sign up sheet, telling, telling the ladies to just go to Starbucks. Like, um, you know, I, I would say that like just pushing them out of the building, not the kindest thing. Right. You know, like, why not use another room in the building? It's, you know, whatever. Yeah. What what did we think of that interaction at the beginning? It, it seemed against his character the further on I watched the movie. Like at the beginning I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I don't like him at all." And like maybe they maybe they tried to set him up that way for us to kind of feel how she's feeling. We're kind of seeing her perspective of what he is. He's coming in and he's changing everything and we don't like change. But um, I don't know, like maybe they were trying to like bring us along the journey of accepting him just Mm -hmm. as she was accepting him. But that first scene, I I don't know. I didn't really like the way he was portrayed. No, I agree. I think it was I I felt like it was out of character. But Zach, sorry, I didn't mind it. No, no, no. Well, I think that maybe with a little more explanation, because me watching it, I was like, well, I've been in churches where it's like, we don't use the sign-up sheet anymore. We use the Google spreadsheet so everybody can see it. And if it had been brought up, like, it's just like one line of dialogue where if he had been like, you know, I've told you, like, this is how we're doing things now, yet you, like, continue to, like, do this. You know what I mean? Like, even just that, I 
I agree. I, I would have maybe given him a little bit more like, okay, he's maybe not being the most graceful right now, but at the same time, it's like she's choosing not to, you know, accept the changes that are happening in the church. But unfortunately, that's not there. So I can't really give him as much credit as maybe I, I would like. Yeah. He seemed kind of like a like a like a bully in that point. Oh yeah. Where he yeah. took the he took the sheet and he just crumpled it up and he's like, Well, we're going digital now and like threw it to his yeah. like posse of women <laughs> on a of women, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you almost the way he yeah. set up, you almost expect like they're gonna reveal something about him that's like, you know, it- bad. But then he he's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get into, you know, what he's like in the rest of the movie. But yeah, I thought this posse of women. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you know, we see a little more of John at school. He doesn't do his family report. Um, Chad is very racist to him in basketball practice. But we see the coach kind of pulling him aside and being like, "You didn't do your report. I can't have you play. Like, if you're gonna fail, uh, just at this game. Like, I just I need you to you know stay focused in school as well." You know, he goes home, his mom comes in asking about school, and we start to see, too, these little moments of the mom having flashbacks of when he was a kid. And this first one being when he was little and in his, his birthday hat, um, kind of, I, they don't outright say that he is adopted, but at this at this point, it's really laying it on, like, very, very obvious clues with, you know, why why didn't she want to have a party for me? Um, what do we think of like these flashbacks of, of the mom seeing her son as as younger? I think I would have maybe liked to have seen how he got to that point. You know what I mean? Like, because to me, it's I I don't know. I'm kind of missing. Like, I can understand like why he would be feeling that way, and it makes sense. But you know, did one of the kids at the party say something to him? Like something like that? I don't know. I just felt like there was there was maybe a scene missing to kind of make that scene make a little more sense. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it and it's kind of the thing that movies do. And this is not exclusive to Christian movies, but like um, you know, where movies where you have scenes just because they look nice, but we don't know like how they got there or why they're happening. Like I think about uh in. <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to talk about this movie in Joker, like when he (laughs) takes all the stuff out of his fridge so that he can like go inside of the fridge. But it's like, well, why is he doing that? Like he's home alone. No one's there. He's not going to jump. It's just because it looks cool on camera and similar. It's like, well, why is he crying in his bedroom? Because like he's sad that his mom like didn't want him. But it's like, but why is he thinking about that at his birthday party? Like what, like what happened where, because then like later in the movie, I feel like you could have situations where maybe someone says something to him and you know, like, oh, his reaction is to be defensive or to get sad about things like that. So, again, I just feel like they kind of sacrificed some character moments for uh, compelling shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like the concepts of the flashbacks. I do. Like, throughout the film, I think they're beautiful callbacks, really nice. And, you know, yeah, John probably said that, like the real life John said that at a birthday party. But for the flow of the movie, I I agree with you. Like, you know, we need the setup for it to be effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Well, then we go to church and um, (laughs) the greatest song of all time. (laughs) It's a good song. (laughs) It's a good (laughs) song. 
This is amazing grace. Now, now I yeah, will, I yeah. will say, Phil Wickham and Lecrae are in this scene, and I love Phil Wickham. What and, a, and Lecrae's cool. Out of all of Phil Wickham's songs, that, this this is not the one that I would incorporate Lecrae into. What Phil Wickham song would you incorporate Lecrae into? Like that's the question. Like that. House of the Lord. I know it didn't come out then, but yeah. So. Nowadays, I think House of the Lord. Is. Now here's okay. I'm th- okay. I'm gonna say something that might get me in trouble. Uh, oh no! <laughs> the scene where Lecrae starts rapping during church, and his name is Josh. Yeah. What's the kid's name? John. John. And John like stands up and he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "This is this is unrealistic." However. I just spent time at like working at a youth council's event and they had like a really bad rapper and when he started rapping like all of the 13 year old and 14 year old boys were on their feet like yeah <laughs> and so I was like okay I might not like it and it might make me sad but unfortunately like this is very <laughs> realistic yeah it's more realistic than I want to give it credit for Sky do you agree? I agree yes. I agree again because I work with I work with kids of all ages and anytime they get someone who like like a rapper or someone that that they listen to on a daily basis and they hear it in church like that would get that reaction out of them Definitely. yeah that was believable to me for sure yeah. but I do like that they don't ever play it in the scene as like oh this is cool that you're like supposed to watch it and kind of go this I thought Topher did really, really well portraying hip pastor yeah. in that moment, he for did. sure. Yeah. How many sermons have we all sat in where they start talking about the bachelor? And I'm like, what are you, get, what are you talking about? Get to the point. I know. It's Topher. a sin to lie in church, folks. <laughs> that I also, one, I was like, ooh. I also love how he called out, I think it was Kathy. He called out Kathy in the grocery <laughs> store, and he heard her talk. I was like... This gossip. Like, are you gossip? Right now, I heard you. I heard you talking about Bachelor in Paradise. I know you want Jason, you call out lying, but confront your own sins right now. I saw I saw Kathy with the Bachelor. There's our cruise. I saw Goody Kathy with the Bachelor. Oh boy! Oh wow! Well, then I I liked the scene afterwards where he's like meeting everyone at the door. And he's like, kind of. Although you made a good point about like, what Christian school would have a basketball okay. game on? Sunday? I said that. I said that, right? Yeah. Because I went to Christian schools growing up, and we, I, to my knowledge, there were never sports games on a Sunday afternoon. Sure. Today, today, um, one of my old teachers, whose daughters go to the the school I went to, they they had their last soccer game of the season today. And I was like, and which is today's a Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. I didn't even know oh, it was well. a Christian school. I didn't pick that up at all. Well, you didn't see where they were praying during the game? And <laughs> no. Oh, well. Later yeah, in the movie. But like, but yeah. I figured like people pray in a time of crisis, so that doesn't always mean that they're Christian. That's true. That's true. That's true. Good point. <laughs> Good point, Sky. It's true. Yes. It is true. It is true. Can I tell you what my favorite line in the entire movie was? Yes, please. please. Weak sauce. That was Weak something so- else. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. 
I wonder if he like weak sauce. We. I, I wonder how much like research he did to play this this part because he he was like way too good. I was like, uh, uh, Topher, yeah, if you're I'm listening, good. we need an interview. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I shadowed. He shadowed Stephen Furtick. Oh Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, you know, then after the game, John goes over to his friend's house for I. I wrote. Uh, I wrote. Uh, sleepover in in the notes but it was very like i were the the writing made it very don't call it sleepover i felt like it was very obvious like oh they're just they're spending time together over the weekend well that's what boys say like we whenever i was like going to a guy's house it was like i'm gonna go spend the night but it was never like we're having a sleepover Uh like that's a very like boy thing okay so if it's the if it's the yeah um Hannah. And right before he leaves, the uh, Joyce and Brian have their first argument that we see in the film, where she says to him, you can't be his father and his best friend. Yeah. Which I don't know if I agree with. But I get where she's coming from. I get where she's coming from. Because again, the movie isn't like on her side. It's just presenting her case. And I don't know. I felt like I was pretty friendly with my dad. But at the same time, like, I don't know that I, he would have been cool with me talking to him, maybe the way that John is talking to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know people whose <clears throat> parents are some of their best, maybe not their bestest, bestest friend, but like some of their best friends. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we now enter the scariest part of this film. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, which is the whole montage of John falling through the ice. He and his friends go playing out on the ice, which I feel like after this movie, it's pretty self-explanatory, but. Please, as we enter the winter season, listeners, don't, don't, don't walk on ice. That's mm-hmm. not like an ice rink. Yeah. Mm. Don't, don't go on lakes and yeah. ponds. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't go over bodies of water that mm-hmm. are, don't do it. And the mean man, and if you're a mean manager, maybe like politely say to the kids, hey guys, get off. And then don't be like, hey, I'm gonna call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, it's his fault. It's I, his fault that this happened. I will say, I did not know that all three of them were going to fall in. I thought it was just the one. Sure. So when sure. all three of them went under, it really scared me. I like. I think I jumped a few times throughout the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a well directed scene. Like it. It was very like terrifying, and it was it was it was good. It was good. I don't really have much more to say than it was a good scene. Yeah, Sky. What did you think? No, it really gripped me the entire time. And you know, a scene grips me if I'm like sitting there and I'm like, like, I'm like trying yeah. to get out of yeah. the ice myself. And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It was excellent. They did a really good job. They did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, oh, you're laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing at, well, first of all, yeah. So many needles in this scene. So like, many. So many needles from, from when he falls in <laughs> to when like they're settled in the hospital. And I was not expecting that at all. Um, I was laughing because obviously none of it's none of it's funny. Um, the the son falling in, the mom gets the call, she's on her way to the hospital. I thought, you know, that was very I, I could feel her stress. I thought Chrissy's oh. performance through that was um but when she shows up at the I hospital know what you're talking about, yeah. When she shows up at the hospital and she's like, Hi, I'm here to see John Smith and the nurse is like, I'm sorry, but we're not taking any visitors right now and then she went, I'm his mother and the way that the nurse went, I'm sorry <laughs> like <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> mm. Well, well, t- I wonder what was happening on on the set this day because there was a lot of weird acting choices, and I get that like this is a very hard scene to direct your actors for because it's like if they go too far over the top, it's silly. So like I thought like for instance, everybody who was in the emergency room was doing like you know a good job. And I was like, all right, I buy, I buy all of this. And like, they're capturing the intensity well, but uh, listen, I'm going to say something and people might say, but this really happened. But like in a movie, you have to make things make sense. When Chrissy or what's what's the mom's name? I'll, Joyce. I, when Joyce is in the room and she's praying and she does that, uh, my son! like that. I was like, someone is doing their Oscar moment here. <laughs> like. I was like, I, I feel like one more take. Like, okay, that you were at like an eleven there. Let's get down to like Can you an do eight. it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it again. Like because because it makes it almost seem like she screamed at God, and then he was like, oh, I better. No, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, between the <laughs> because it was almost because at the beginning of the movie she's talking about praying boldly in her small group, and then like she's clearly like <clears throat> praying very boldly here, but it almost makes it seem like it was because she yelled that God <laughs> raised his son. Yeah. Well, John's transferred to another hospital, and then we see Jason is on the way. He shows up at the hospital, and the mom's like, this is really not a good time. And That's why I'm here. I know. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I think there's, like, the little rapport of, like, I want you to go home. And he's like, no, like, you know, I'm, I'm your pastor. I'm John's pastor. That I need to, like, this is what my job is about. Um, how do we, do we, do we like that? It, like that representation of yeah pastoral I care i did i mean i think there was there was parts where he was like yes i'm going to be here but not always like i'm going to be in your space but like yeah i'm gonna be in the hospital i'm not gonna leave the hospital and i think like whether she wanted that or not because she didn't really like him you know i think yeah. i think sometimes you need a little bit persistence of like no, like this is this is what we do as a church family. It's we're there for each other, whether you don't you like me or not. Yeah. And I think it leads to some of the moments that may perhaps the audience that's going to see this movie in theaters <clears throat> I I think that gets into what's gonna be maybe the most I don't wanna say educational, but maybe like what they can learn from the most. Cause I feel like a lot of moms want to, you know, like probably the women's ministries group at a lot of church probably want to go see this movie. And I think it says something really cool about, like, you know, sometimes people look at um, being overbearing as, like, a good thing. Or, you know, kind of being like, well, no one's going to change. Like, being stubborn is almost a good thing. And I think that this movie, I like the way that it deals with, like, no, like, Joyce is actually, like, not behaving appropriately. And I think in a lot of other, like, Christian movies, it would have been like, no, Joyce was right. Like, same performance they would have been like no she was right the whole time everything she did was right and good so i like that you know she also has something to learn in this movie and i thought that those were some of the more um impactful scenes in the film yeah i appreciate that so much um because i think it really drives the point home that christians are also human and we have flaws Mm. and we're not perfect and and I think I've seen Christian movies in the past where it's like the main mm-hmm. character is perfect and they're doing the right thing. And 
And yes, like she had the right mindset of like, I'm going to stay positive and I believe that God can heal my son. Like that's faithfulness, but also she was being very unkind and harsh towards people. And I like that they called that out in her and they're like, yeah, like even though her heart's in in the right place, you know, the way she's acting is not right. And as a Christian, you know, we have to call that out in each other. And it really drives that point home. Yeah, I actually, I loved the scene. I, I completely agree. I loved the scene with uh, Joyce and Brian, a little t- closer to the end, where he says, like, you've been really mean to the staff here. Like, yeah, like I know that you're, I, I, I'm not saying you can't believe. I'm just saying you, you can't be rude. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I loved. And especially now, like, you know, I think being married like a good representation like now i have an accountability person like all the time like you know if i'm doing something wrong i'm zach's gonna be the one to like call that out because he sees me all the time so i i i appreciated that we used we used um yes yes okay okay. (laughs) we used the time where we showed them as a couple to to get this point across of like yeah and especially in times of stress and trauma yeah. that we're definitely not going to be like like perfect and we're going to act out and be right. mean and have him having to ground her and be like you can't you can't be mean to these people like yeah. like you can't do it i i loved that that moment personally yeah no it was really good yeah, yeah. i mm, were you planning to talk about luke cage or no is that the fireman? Yes. Yes, I had it in my notes. Okay. But you, we can talk okay. about it next. Well, I I mean, I want to say, because I feel like it's hard to talk about the hospital because, like, the basic thing is that, like, they kind of say even if he survives, he'll have, like, severe, like, brain damage. And, like, he, he just will, like, it, he'll have a very hard life. And, like, kind of there's this, no one says it, but there's kind of the sense of is this even worth it, you know? And that's kind of what, you know, the dad struggles with and stuff like that. And all the stuff in the hospital was really working. Man, I'm talking about a lot of other movies tonight. But um, there's this, there's a, um, in screenwriting, or maybe just normal writing, but there's a thing called the hat on the hat, which is in your movie when you have just too many things going on. So like, for instance, uh, the movie Signs, you know, the reason that movie maybe isn't as good as it could be is because it's about aliens invading the earth, but it's also about Mel Gibson becoming a pastor again. So it's like one of these things I don't really care about all that much. And that's what this movie ran into is that like, I'm invested in the hospital story. I'm not really that interested in Luke Cage, the firefighter, like going through his own crisis of faith. And that felt very reductive to me. Like that felt like a remnant of like the God's not dead. Do you believe areas where it's like, but we also have to have one character come to faith. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm not saying this didn't happen in real life. Maybe it did. But in the movie, it kind of took away from the main plot and it dragged the movie to two hours, which, you know, maybe not. I'm sorry. I'm trying to look up um... if that's real or not. Yeah. I don't know, unless you all think I'm wrong, but his religion is never discussed in the book. Yeah, so yeah. it felt very much like they're like, but we need so one think, character to yeah, get saved. Yeah, I think it was added. Yeah, and for me, it took away from the strength of just the the contained plot in the hospital. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, yeah, I think I think him just hearing go back, which that seemed to be true, is powerful enough yeah Mm -hmm. um 
And I even think the scene at the end where he just finds him on the bench. Like, mm. you don't like that? No, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> I Even if it wasn't fake, just like sometimes I come back here and just think about like, you know, what happened. Y- yeah. And they were able to meet is like, I think, nice moment, you it, know? It was more so the scene where he says to the kid, he's like, well, man, I don't even believe in God, but I can't wait to see what he's going to do in your life. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, boy. Yeah. The end. Oh, are we talking about the end yet? Well, I want to talk about. I do want to talk about. I know exactly um, what you want to talk about. I want to talk about the scene where, like, I the movie kind of completely gave up for five minutes, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. <sighs> and I will call upon your name. The movie. The movie turns into the Greatest Showman for like five minutes, and like, listen, I'm not saying that this didn't happen. But I'm saying that this didn't happen. There's a scene where, like, they decide. So, so basically, they decide like all the medicines that he's on are actually bad for him. And the mom is kind of like, "Well, let's just like take him off and see, like, what happens, you know? Because like, let's just see, let's just see." And it's a huge like moment of faith for her. And then there's a scene where like kind of some people show up, and it's the the moment where she's terrified and doesn't know what's gonna happen. And she says, like, I'm I'm giving it all up to you, God. And she looks out the window and, man, there's the whole church and the community and they're all outside, like, praying with their lights. And I was like, what a nice scene. But then they start singing Oceans. And I was like, um, it's a little goofy, but I, you know, like, I can let it pass. But then they start, like, swaying, like, in the same direction. And she starts, like, going on. And, they're all, and, I, and I said to Hannah, like, if they start singing in harmony, I'm out. Sure enough, <laughs> again, it goes full musical, and it was like, come, guys, we were so close, come on! <laughs> Even if it was just a group like of, of people just singing, but well, because it was so orchestrated, oh. and because, is it is it Kayla, or is it Shayla? Something. Yeah, Ayla, like, because she started popping off, I was like, no, <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, did. well, there's even the part where the mom says, like, I grew up singing hymns. So I was like, well, why don't they sing, like, you know, It Is Well or Great Is Thy Faithfulness or something without all this, like, you know, poppy stuff. It, well, was, it was like it really took the movie from being like, this is powerful and, like, maybe something that I would recommend for, like, my mom to watch mm-hmm. to, like, oh, <laughs> I'm she out of the movie now. Movie. Now I'm out. Now I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, that got me. I, I I have I have a hard time with with I guess performance worship, you know? Like like I, yeah. I, I understand like you're going up and you're singing a song and you want to do it well, but like it it irritates me so much when people go up and they sing a worship song and they start um riffing. And I'm like 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 it to me it just kind of sounds like you can do it a little bit but to me it sounds like you're like oh look at me look at me instead of like look at god you know so it's just very self-focused and when i was watching that scene i was like this just seems like she's like hey i'm a good singer um yes so let's sing because i want to show off my skills instead of like we're here in unity to like support this family so, yeah, not a problem. I yes, I think that's such an important point to bring up. So thank you. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, no, it doesn't feel like community worship. Yeah, it feels like 
look at this great child singer we found. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the swaying for me. Because it was, you it know, was the if that me. girl, if that girl sang like that on the actual night, someone would come over and be like, this is completely inappropriate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stop. I would have. I, I stop. <laughs> this kid might die. Stop. Like, <laughs> Oh, boy. Yikes. Yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, he, but Hannah, he doesn't die. No. He, he wakes up. John wakes up. Again, kind of a scary scene, but I think done well. Yeah, um, yeah. And we see a great moment between him and his mom where, um, you know, they, they reconnect and um, the pastor's there. The whole school shows up. Okay, what do we think of this Abby stuff? His, like, love interest. I don't, like, looking back, I, like, if, like, her dad was the doctor, like, that was a real fact, sure. But that whole scene where she's like, the love of my life. Mm. Is he going to be okay? Yeah, I was like, I was Abby, like unnecessary. Well, I was like, Abby, have <laughs> you heard of doctor-patient confidentiality? Right. <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, is he allowed to talk about this? <laughs> I don't think he is. I don't think he's going to make it through the night, honey. I don't <laughs> Yeah, Dad, I, I hate you. I hate you. It didn't do anything for me either way. I was just like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. Again, it was another like hat on a hat. I was like, I, I, let's just see if he makes it. Like that's kind of what I'm most interested in. Like, let's see if he makes it, and if his mom maybe learns to be a little less overbearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the two things I want to see in this movie. <laughs> well, well, <clears throat> also the movie. One of the biggest issues is. I don't think they knew how to wrap up the movie. I agree. Because it's a hard story to finish, but then it's like, he goes back to school and the teacher goes, why do you think he blesses some people and not others? I was like, jeez, uh, uh, lady. Completely inappropriate. Not okay. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. I. He comes back from a traumatic, <clears throat> he was dead and yeah. came back to life. And she goes, hmm. <laughs> Crazy how some people are so lucky. Yeah, and you here, not my husband. Yeah, yeah. Wait. I would be like, ma'am, should I get the principal? Because like, <laughs> wait, Sky, you said you I'm had a it- child. Like, <laughs> Sky, you said you had issues with the ending. Is this what you were referring to, or no? yes, yes, it is yes. what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. And just uh, they they opened a whole other can of worms of, and it like it's it's a it's a true thing of like he's alive, and then there's guilt now, like because of all these people like. Why are you alive? And my like this the sticky note on his locker. Why yeah, are you yeah. so lucky while my mother is dying? And I'm like, yeah. why would you write that on somebody's locker? And so they opened this whole other thing and then didn't resolve it or didn't explore no. it more. And so I yeah, I wanna I wanna say the good version of this scene, even though it's like it's actually different. I thought this is maybe where they were gonna go with it was uh have you seen the big sick sky yeah yeah like at the end of the movie where she says to him like listen i understand that you had like an experience where you learned a lot about yourself but i was unconscious for all of that and like i'm having a hard time accepting that like that's a great version of that and i almost thought that he was gonna say like i don't i really don't have answers like if they were gonna bring it up like i could see another kid asking him maybe you know, like I could like or one of his friends kind of asking, like, I'm just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. But his, for his teacher to do it, I'm like, no. And I'm not saying it would have been right for his friend to do that. But I buy it because they're like 12 
and you know they have a hard time keeping stock of their emotions and they might say they might say something like that and i thought it'd be like you know i understand that this was like a powerful experience for everybody but like for me i, I was just like waking up and i don't have this otherworldly knowledge now yeah. and i think that that would maybe say something cool about how we tend to like expect those people to have maybe a perspective that we think that like kind of placing our expectations on trauma survivors of like well now you should feel x y and z and you should have have answers for this but i think you know maybe one of the things the movie's trying to say is that people are more complicated than that, you know, and that everyone processes their experiences <clears throat> differently. Absolutely. But this movie didn't really it didn't do anything. Explore that. No. Yeah. And I think it's also inappropriate in the sense of like, like imagine like I, I work at a, I work at a, a college. So, and there's a daycare on campus. And if that happened to one of the kids and I found the kid and I'm like, Hmm. <laughs> so you got to live. Huh, like I that's a child. Like <laughs> this is a kid that's still like learning about the like the world, life. And now has just gone through like a traumatic situation. Like it's just like, uh no. Like no. No. And yeah, and we don't resolve and hat on a hat. It's too late in the movie to bring it up. Yes. It's too late in the movie to bring it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, hat on a hat. I was wondering if they were going to bring up that concept of like why do bad things happen? And yeah. And, like, why does God allow this to happen? Why does God save some people, not save some? And so it's, like, that's a complicated question mm -hmm. that, like, I I still don't know completely the answer to. Um, And I have faith that there's a good and greater purpose. But, like, mm -hmm. I was watching this movie thinking, like, maybe they're going to, like, shed some light on this. Maybe I can learn a little something from this. And and they didn't. They They were just, like... They just made him feel guilty about being alive. And I'm like, that's horrible. Awful. Yeah. 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 The last scene I want to cover before we before we uh, go to manners is the scene in the church where we see everyone that was a part of his um, hospital, like his well, his recovery of like getting him out of the water and then into the hospital is there in the church and we see like the interview with the family. So like, um, I'm just going to start by saying, I don't think I, I, I don't think it's a bad scene. What I wish we had instead was we, we spent so much time at the beginning highlighting the tension between the mom and the son to have them resolve it in front of everyone at church where I think yeah. there should have been a scene with the two of them yeah talking about this journey that they've been through together <clears throat> so it, again it wasn't bad but i just like and i love that that happened for him like where he could see everyone in the in the church that day but like i wish we saw a scene between the two of them i agree yeah i agree that was one of the weaker elements is that they didn't because again there's tension with them at the beginning of the movie and now there's not tension anymore and aside from the fact that he's been through this it's not really you know resolved and that could have been like that could have been a cool scene, you know. And we even saw like the mom and dad make up like from their fights. It's just I don't know. I, Sky, what did you think? I agree. I I it felt it felt like a performance. Like like he's yeah. up there and he has the microphone. He's like, and mom, I love you. And it was like, does this feel? I'm sure he meant it, but I'm like, yeah. it feel more genuine and more real and more of a resolve if it was between the two of them and they would be like, because 
their tension was in private, therefore it needs to be resolved in private. It can't be like, it's like doing a public apology in front of a whole bunch of people for like deeply hurting someone. It's like, yeah, that's not okay. It's got to be resolved in private. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. Right, well, just like when they offer you, um, just like when they always offer you scrambled eggs. Uh, at church um when i offer you more breakthrough i'd like you to hit me with a yes please or a no thank you um zach just just uh just came out of the pan hot fresh scrambled eggs here you go would you like them <laughs> so my answer i it's i know i've maybe come down pretty hard on this movie in this episode but i will say yes please and here's why i think if i were talking to someone who exclusively watched Christian movies or someone who was looking for a movie to play in the fellowship hall on Friday night, this is one that I would definitely recommend this again, the movie it's shot. Well, there's a lot of, you know, good performances. The movie asks some cool questions. It's not perfect. It's like a three out of five, but again, to compare it to a lot of other Christian movies, that's really saying something. Like, again, we kept saying this almost feels like a real movie. And as a result, it's something that I don't know that I would watch again. But if I saw that they were showing it at, like, church or something, I wouldn't roll my eyes. And, you know, I wouldn't not want to be there. So overall, I think this is a good step for Christian movies. And what we've kind of landed on is the movies are at their, those movies are at their best when they're doing true stories, which may not be the most exciting for the filmmaker, but as they're kind of navigating the waters of what Christian movies are going to look like, I think that this is maybe a good uh, guidepost. So I will, I will say yes, please. All right. All right. Well, we still have more. So Sky, if you would, would you would you like some scrambled eggs? I think if I was offered the scrambled eggs of breakthrough, I would offer to try it a different way or like add a little different Aww. spices or maybe cook it a little less or something. Um <laughs> yeah. because I I feel like they had good bones. The movie had good bones. Um I like the concept of true Christian stories. Like, I like that with um, Soul Surfer. Like, that was yeah. a very good oh, Christian yeah. true movie. Um, I always love when they show the photos and then the real photos at the end in the credits. Like, yes. Like yeah. um, but I do think, like, specifically, like, the performance-based worship, um, <clears throat> some of the choices, um, opening the whole... Um, like survivor's guilt thing and not resolving that um the teacher interaction at the end was not good um i think that there were some pretty big flumps <laughs> um yeah or drops i guess in this movie um which made me not like it as much as it i could have um but i think overall it had good bones and i think if it came to scrambled eggs, I'd just be like, let's try it this way. And then I would enjoy it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Please pass the hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, as for me, I think I'm going to say yes, please. There are some foods 
I'll eat them when I'm offered them at church, but I don't know if I would order them in real life, if that makes sense. Okay, I shouldn't say like real life, but outside of church. I don't know. So like, if this is what I'm being offered- Church is not real life. <laughs> yes. Uh, yikes. If I'm being offered the scrambled eggs in church, I would definitely, like, this movie I think is one of the best that we've watched uh, out of the Christian movie genre Easy. that we've done for this podcast. As opposed to like the same standard as movies that are not in the Christian movie genre, it's fine. I wouldn't pick it, but if I had to pick, like if this was in options of like, pick one of these to watch at church, it's gonna be this one. Because I think it has, yeah, it falls flat in, in quite a few moments, but I don't think the themes are as damaging as many of the other films that we've watched for this pod. So I, I'm i gonna say yes, knowing that I'm probably not gonna get scrambled eggs at like a restaurant if I go out for it. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna play a game now. Game All right. <clears throat> so being that it is a Christian girl autumn, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, ladies out there who are singing Christian songs, and uh, they're very popular on on your Caleb's, on your WJTLs, uh, the Fish, all, all of those. Uh, what is a little bit less popular is a uh, is heavy metal, folks. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read a lyric, and I want you to tell me if it is a lyric from a Christian female artist or from a Christian hardcore slash metal band. Oh my gosh. So, uh, Sky, if you could give me a number between one and seven, please. Four. Okay. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I remember running outside to a world with no fear, wide open spaces and summers that lasted for years. I remember it clear. That sounds like a woman to me. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll go with the... Uh... I'll go with the heavy metal one. Why not? Just to be different. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> well, that is a song called As Good As It Gets, and it is by Francesca Battistelli. <laughs> I, you know, as soon as you said as good as it gets, I went, Francesca? <laughs> and then... <laughs> the Taylor Swift of uh, Christian music, if you will. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Uh, Hannah, <laughs> I need a number between one and six. Two. All right. <clears throat> You lifted me up for the whole world to see, rolled the cameras, said action, and the next thing I knew, I have the world at my feet. There's something in the first part of the phrasing that makes me think, Christian girl. And then there's something in the second half that I went, it's a little poetic. <laughs> and that would be more metal. So I'm a little, I'm a little split. I'm a little torn. Can you read it again? Yes. You lifted me up for the whole world to see, rolled the cameras, said action, and the next thing I knew, I have the world at my feet. I'm gonna go with metal. Why not? We're, what are we going with? Metal. Why not? Metal? Metal. All right. I think I'll go... Uh, I don't mean to do the opposite. I think I'm going to go girl again. All right. All right. Well, that is a song entitled Star of My Story by Stacy Orico. Okay. Who is that? Yeah, not I a metal no, artist. I have no idea who that is. She, she wrote that. She wrote, <laughs> she wrote that song. Um, 
Oh, what is it? There's got to be more to life than chasing down every temporary. Da, da. It was big in like the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah that's her. Is she a Christian? Same singer? album. She is. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, or I've she's, never heard of her. Or she's been on Christian radio a lot. <laughs> I think she might be a crossover artist. Like she also had some success outside, but oh, I think. Okay. I think she's predominantly like a Christian artist, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But she has songs about Jesus. So, hey. Okay. Uh, number one, two, three, four, five. A uh, number between one and five. Uh, Sky. One. One. Okay. <clears throat> Wave goodbye to the past. You've got your whole life to lead. I don't know. That- I'm, d- I'm doubting myself. <laughs> <laughs> that seems good enough to be metal for me. Ooh. Wave goodbye to your past. Yes. You've got your whole life to lead. Your whole life to lead. I'm going to go with Christian Girl. Christian Girl. Well, that is a song called Composure by August Burns Red. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a heavy one. Darn it. <laughs> Why am I so bad at this? <laughs> honestly it might be i have done all the games for this podcast for the most part so i just might like i i i might not be able to play any games on godfellas anymore because i just i know that i know the key i know (laughs) all right uh number hannah number between one and four uh three now saying that i'm probably gonna get this wrong (laughs) god has stolen my heart so i'll write it down i'll write it down metal (laughs) Probably wrong. Probably yeah, wrong. But, but it it might be a trick. Like he might be tricking. I I think I'm gonna go metal. All right, you're, we're going metal. Well, that is a song called "Sometimes the Greatest Mistakes." Sometimes it's the greatest okay, mistakes so that Christian. make for the greatest ideas. It's Christian, and that is by Norma Jean, who is a Christian metal band. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I knew it. I knew it was a trick. <laughs> the name of that song though yeah that was one of their early albums all right uh, sky a number between one and three between one and three yeah you could do one two or three oh. or just pick one <laughs> i can do one two or three yeah yeah <laughs> three <laughs> three okay all glory to the one in existence bring upon your name your grace your everything Christian female artist. Christian female artist. Yeah, that I would agree. Well, that is a song called Assistant to the Regional Manager by The Devil Wears Prada. And that, that's a band. <laughs> Assistant to the Regional Manager. <laughs> <laughs> Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it's, oh, the, the late 2000s were a great time for Christian music. All right. Um, Hannah, one or two? Uh, two. Right. I saw you walking by yourself. Your eyes were crying out for help. I know you feel your pain is more than anyone's been hurt before. That's a Christian girl. That is a Christian girl. Yes. That is a Christian girl? Well, that song is called You're Not Alone by Amy Grant. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who is the Christian girl? She's the Christian If you haven't listened to our last episode, uh, you should listen Please. to it unless you're my mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and here we go with our last our last one. <clears throat> Time is shorter than you know. I know the light is blinding to the naked eye, 
so why don't you take steps away from being alone? I swear it's not too late for you. Metal. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go metal. Mm. Well, that song is called In Regards to Myself by Under Oath. Uh, of course, that is a Christian metal song. Nice. What was that reaction? Wait, did Anna? I say metal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got it right. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's the that's the end of that game. So, uh, you know, maybe I'll make a playlist with... with <laughs> <laughs> if what you're a playlist? Have a, if you're looking to have a weird night, uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Are you... Do you want to wrap it out? Do you want me to wrap it up? Yeah, you, you usually do better with that. Okay, fine. In conclusion, folks, uh, breakthrough. You know, it's uh, maybe worth checking out with uh, some friends, or maybe it's worth recommending to the head pastor at your church to do for movie night. Um, could be better, could be worse, but overall, we landed pretty positive on it. But we unanimously agree that we absolutely loved having our special guest tonight, Miss yes. Sky Bussy. Sky, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you. And uh, Sky, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Uh, yes, we are doing our Christmas performance December 4th, Greensboro Core, North Carolina. We'll probably live stream it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to be in North Carolina. You did, just got to go to the Facebook yeah. page. Did you, did you write this one, Sky? I have organized it and then I've taken like different pieces and. Yeah, so I did not write it from scratch, but I have like put it together in pieces and stuff. So. That's awesome. Sky's doing really amazing things at that uh at that church in at that Salvation Army location in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh just some of the stuff I see you doing, Sky, is really, really awesome and I hope you're very proud of yourself because yeah. it's great. Thanks. Thank you so much. Hannah, do you have anything you would like to plug? Yes, I've got three things. First at Godfellas the Pod, we're on Insta. We share our episodes. We share behind the scenes. You should go. No. <laughs> Two. <laughs> at The Honey Initiative on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and TikTok. That's where Zach and I post about our worship leading. If you would like to book us for anything, a prayer meeting, Sunday service, worship night, anything else, we are willing to travel. So you, we have all of our, we have a link tree in our Instagram. It'll take you directly to the form. It's fairly simple to fill out. Zach made it. So it's good. Yeah. We are, we're happy to do whatever you, you need. Um, and thirdly, because it's Christmas time and I've plugged it the past couple years and it's on one of our Christmas playlists. Um, Consider adding uh, a song I did to your Christmas playlist. Uh, it's a cover of Away in a Manger. Um, it's technically under the group name Unbound in their Christmas EP called 1.5 um, Away in a Manger. Unbound. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, I'm very proud of it. So I would love for people to listen. It's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music. It's on Apple. It's out there. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, and I would also like to plug three things. Uh, I would like to plug craft posters on Etsy. They make essential oils that smell like the rides at uh, Disney World. 
so I have an essential oil in my room that makes it smell like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And uh, it's This guy's very, like, yes. It's very nice. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. And it's very accurate. It's very accurate. So uh, yeah, go give them some love and maybe tell them Godfella sent you. Uh, and, and support small businesses throughout yeah. the Christmas season Absolutely. or holiday season as you're buying. That's right. And um, also, uh, Mitch Dupree's LinkedIn. He's very close to 500 connections. So uh, endorse him for some skills. And finally, uh, the Boston Bruins, because, you know, they were having an, an excellent season. They suffered a loss the other night. But, uh, you know, with your support, folks, maybe, just maybe, they can uh, get back in the swing of things. For so, 35 uh, cents a day, <laughs> you can sponsor the you Bruins to win. You can the Boston. Yeah. Uh, no, those are, my, those are my three. Right. Well, it's been a great, it's been a great Christian Girl Autumn so far. We're halfway through. And I think we've got two stellar episodes. And I think we've got two more stellar episodes. We're on the verge of a breakthrough. <laughs> Until next time, I've been Miss Hannah. I've been Mr. Zach. I've been Sky. If you can split the waters, if you can calm the seas, if you can conquer death.